When talking about basketball players, Lawrence Frank once said, there are lifters and there are leaners. And what he meant by that was, there were players who lift others up and there are guys, the leaners, who bring others down. This is Play the Right Way. I'm Steve Finnamore. Today is Wednesday, December 30th, 2020, and this is episode 19. Let's talk some basketball. Hope everyone's doing well. We're almost at the end of the year. It's been a crazy year, as we all know. Today, I'm going to touch a little bit on playing the right way because people ask me all the time. And again, I stole the phrase from Larry Brown. I once heard him recite it back in 2004. And today, I'm going to talk about guys who help teammates, you know, lifters, what Lawrence Frank talked about. And I know it's not a perfect world, it never will be. And we just got to do the best we can to try to help players, help coaches do things the right way, because that's what playing the right way is all about. Last night I was watching Northwestern in Iowa, and a player for Northwestern drove down the lane and missed a shot, got fouled, fell to the ground. And I saw a Northwestern teammate sprint over to him from the far corner lend a helping hand and help his teammate up off the ground. I thought it was amazing. It gave me goosebumps. I clipped it, put it on social media, and sometimes things get, you know, positive reviews. Sometimes, you know, people don't say anything, which is fine. I found a message on my Facebook this morning and someone was asking me, what's the importance of this? And they kind of looked down on it and they said they don't see any room for it. They actually called it pretending to be a good teammate or the player on the ground waiting for someone to come help them up. To me, that's the worst shit I've ever heard. Okay? When I see a teammate fall to the ground and someone come running over to help them, to me that shows they care. I remember when I was a kid, I'll never forget this. Walt Frazier went to the ground after driving to the basket and Willis Reed came over, extended his arm and helped Clyde up off the floor. I will never forget that. My childhood friend, Jimmy Cullen, and I used to play in the schoolyard every single day. And I remember one time falling down and Jimmy came over to me and he reached out. I grabbed his hand and he pulled me up. And that's what a lifter is all about, helping others. And I think that message is not being taught enough. And sometimes I wonder if I, if I preach too much, if I coach too much, if I give advice too much. You know, I'm always worried about that. And I just said to myself one day, you know what? Especially when I started this podcast, I'm going to start talking about what I know, what I've seen. And you know what? If it can help one person mission accomplished. Anyway, getting back to teammates, having coachable guys is what it's all about. And I think most listeners to this podcast are coaches and and you know how important it is to have guys that are coachable. I've talked about it. My guy, Coach V, Carlton Valentine, always tells our campers at Coach V's camp, be coachable. And, and you know, that's a pretty broad topic. But that gets taught at home. 
you know, not having distractions, doing things the right way, listening to, to, you know, adults, listening to coaches, listening to teachers, listening to authority. Pat Riley writes in his book, The Winner Within, The Disease of Me. And Riley writes about guys who are selfish, who don't really care about the team. When I was younger, I, I struggled with that. I always thought it was about me because I was never taught that at home. That's about others. It's about teammates. It's about your classmates. It's about your coworkers. And, and I'm just not talking about athletes. This pertains to coaches also. A lot of times we ask our players to get better in the offseason. We'll look in the mirror. What are we doing to get better? I try to make it a goal, a personal goal, every single day to get better, to learn something new, to try something, see if it works. I don't mind reading. I love biographies. I, I love talking to other coaches. I love asking about their plays, asking about their motivational tactics. I, I mean, I'm a sponge. I'm magnetized to successful people. And, and I find no problem with that. How am I going to get better if I don't ask questions? It's like that kid in the classroom who sits in the back. He doesn't know the material that the teacher's explaining. And he doesn't ask. doesn't raise his hand. He's embarrassed. And it's the same thing in practice. A kid doesn't know something. He's afraid to say something. So either be, he's either quiet or he resists. It's unbelievable. That kid from Northwestern last night. Goosebumps, I say. It was amazing. So the guy on Facebook this morning, I just went back and forth a little bit. And sometimes it's a no-win situation on social media. I, I equate social media to like going to a bar or a club. You know, it's like, it, it's, it could be a mess. It could be a fun time. It's like, how much do you drink? How much do you write on social media? You know, guys get into arguments. It's, it's just like, I mean, come on, people. Really? Unreal. I want to talk about Rutgers basketball. Last night, big home win over Purdue. Montez Mathis, 25 points for the Scarlet Knights. Steve Peichel's done a great job. I've talked about them a few times. They played without Ron Harper Jr. He's one of their best players. And they also played without their starting center. Miles Johnson filled in very nicely. I love that young man's game. I love Jacob Young. I love Paul Mulcahy. Rutgers plays really hard, and they play together. So it's refreshing to see guys playing the right way. Also last night, James Wiseman, rookie out of Memphis. I think he played three games for the Tigers under Penny Hardaway. I, I was a little uncertain about this year's draft. I was actually down on a few guys down on a few selections. Obi Toppin is my favorite player in the draft. He's hurt right now for the New York Knicks. I actually predicted he would win Rookie of the Year. I may have to change that. James Wiseman, a couple of times I've seen the Warriors play, he's been amazing. Steve Kerr, the other day, said that Wiseman's only had five practices under his belt. Five practices! Of course, no summer league. Very limited training camp. I've watched this guy play defense. I've watched him run the floor, push the ball actually on the break, dribbling. He's close to seven feet tall. And last night, 
I saw him against the Pistons finish after blocking Plumlee's shot, taking the ball coast to coast, going in and dunking it. It was amazing. So I love James Wiseman. There's a couple other rookies who are playing pretty well. I know LaMelo Ball's not shooting it very well, but I just love his ability and willingness to pass the ball. I, I was never really high on him. I didn't have much to see. And the things I did hear about him, you know, weren't very, uh, I don't know, favorable. But I like his game. So we're going to see some guys who we didn't think were that good. Because a lot of people said the draft is weak. But there's some guys out there off to a good start. And it's early. What is there? Five, six, seven, eight games in. We got a lot of time to go. Milwaukee Bucks last night. They made 29 three-point shots. 29. Incredible. They broke the record. Kevin Lockery once said, back in August of 1970, almost 50 years ago, shoot it up and sleep in the streets, end quote. What Lockery meant by that was, we're going to come down, shoot threes, and live with the results. You make it, you're a hero, you miss it, you may be out of a job, so you're sleeping in the streets. I love that quote. I'll never forget it. Also, one last thing, I want to give the schedule for today, December 30th. There's a lot of games on today. A lot of good games, actually. Big game I'm looking forward to at 9 o'clock tonight, Tennessee and Missouri. Both teams are 6-0. Should be a good one. Things tip off today at 12 o'clock, high noon. We go through the afternoon with a few games. Fordham University today is playing George Washington, 1 o'clock. It's Fordham's first game of the season. The Rams have been on pause. They canceled some games. They're finally hitting the court, finally playing an opponent. A couple other games I'm definitely looking forward to tonight. Virginia and Notre Dame at 6 p.m. I want to see if Tony Bennett's team can bounce back, which I'm sure they will. Another good game in the Big Ten. I like watching Ohio State play. They're playing Nebraska tonight. Also Richmond and Davidson. Seton Hall, Xavier and North Carolina, Georgia Tech. Good Big Ten contest tonight at 8.30. Penn State and Indiana. Archie Miller and the Hoosiers taking a lot of heat, especially from some Indiana fans. Dan Dockage, he goes back and forth on them. I love Penn State. Jimmy Ferry, good friend of mine. He's the head coach there, filling in for Pat Chambers, who was let go. I hope Penn State administrators hire Jimmy as a full-time head coach. He's a great guy. He's doing an awesome job. That's about all for now. I hope everybody has a great day. I appreciate you listening in. If you want to pass along this this episode, that'd be great. Also, I want to leave you with this. Yesterday, I saw it on social media. There was a member of the media down in Alabama who covers a football team. He seemed a little upset or perturbed that a peer of his... A young lady, I believe, addressed head coach Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide as Saban or Nick. And my question to you is, how do you refer to coaches when you talk to them? Do you call them coach? Do you call them by their first name? I've always struggled with that. I I call some guys coach. I mean, some guys just deserve to be called coach. Some guys I call, you know, by their name. I guess it all depends on your relationship with that person. When reporters call 
coaches by their first names or announcers, I find it I find it kind of funny actually, to tell you the truth. There's a guy on CBS, he does the color analyst for the games. He always calls Coach Saban Nick. I hear Doris Burke calling NBA players by their first names. It's pretty funny actually. So I don't know. If I'm doing a game, I'm calling someone by their full name. Uh, I don't know if I'm in the if I'm in the media and I'm asking questions at a press conference. I, I guess I'm saying coach. Hey, I was wrong. Last thing, AP top 25 men's college basketball. There's nine schools from the Big Ten that are in the top 25. Get a load of this. Just one Pac-12 team in the top 25. One Pac-12. And there's one, two at make it make it in the SEC. Two teams in the top 25 from the SEC, and just two teams from the Big East. Dan Dockett yesterday didn't think the Big Ten was as good as people are saying. I think he's wrong. I think the Big Ten is really strong, and having nine teams in the top 25 is actually, uh, you know, great evidence. Listen, have a great day. I saw this great quote from the late Jerry Sloan on John Stockton, and stop and. What Sloan said about Stockton was, it's unfortunate we couldn't keep statistics on screens. That's one of the most important things John does for a team. And that tells you a little bit about who he is and what he's about to try to make somebody else better. Let's try to keep that message in our minds. Make someone better today. I'm Steve Finnamore for Play the Right Way. I hope you have a great day. And remember, always play the right way. Take care.